Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, this is an interesting story. Yeah. Right off the heels of one of the big stories of the last few days, David. Yeah, well, the sheriff of Bayer County, Texas, where San Antonio is located, is uh, opening a criminal investigation into the governor of Florida because of the 48 migrants that were sent from Bayer County, Texas, to Martha's Vineyard. Now, Javier Salazar, he's a Democrat. Uh, he can't actually say what crime was committed, but he said it was unseemly, and therefore he needs to investigate it. Okay. Okay. So this is the audio? Yeah, well, uh, he spoke with Trey Ware on KTSA in San Antonio this morning and admitted he d- didn't know if a crime was committed, but he's still investigating, and he brought this up. Oh, my gosh. I love Trey Ware, by the way. Well, sure. I mean, if the if the allegations that we're getting preliminarily turn out to be true, you know, it could it could be tantamount to to human trafficking. Oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold on just a minute. Hold on just a minute. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's Trey at the end, and Trey explains like, well, no, there was somebody who went to San Antonio. There's a big migrant intake center that's been propped up, and it's a complete mess, by the way. Yes. And somebody went there and gave people pamphlets featuring. Uh, information straight from the Massachusetts state website about what it means for them to be a sanctuary state. And so some people declined the trip. Some people said, yeah, let's go. But Salazar says, well, the governor of Florida deceived people, and that's why I'm getting involved, even though I can't really say what crime was actually committed. Okay. When you come into my county and the accusations that I'm hearing are Mm -hmm. that he's deceiving people to take them out of my county to somewhere else, Mm -hmm. I've got a problem with that, and I'm going to investigate it. If somebody comes to me and makes a a claim that there's a a crime being committed, we don't always have to know exactly what crime is being committed. Now, after having looked at it and looking at the crimes and looking at what statute might fit, it it looks like it could be be made – it could be fit into – Human trafficking. Uh-huh. Sure. Oh, my gosh. This dude has no idea what he just stepped into. Okay. So this is the reaction after the hypocrisy was exposed from liberal elites yeah. in Martha's Vineyard. So now someone gets this dude on, on the phone, I'm guessing. I don't know that, but if you were to guess, how mm. did this all go down? Was he just in, you know, some sort of meditation time to think, you know what, I think I might go investigation here. This seems wrong. That seems like somebody's putting you up to something. Well, he doesn't sound all that convinced either. No, he doesn't. Like, someone's putting him, uh, putting him up to it, or he's, or, you know, he may be facing problems locally, and so he mm-hmm. just, he's trying to swing for the fences here. I, I don't know, but he has just completely stepped on the rake in this one. Well, yes, man. You're looking worse than Buford T. Justice going after the <laughs> bandit. Okay? <laughs> to me. Because everyone that sees this story, and there are plenty of Democrats that have seen this story, 
Bill Maher and the likes that are saying, okay, see, this is what happens. You liberals in your sanctuary cities are always talking about how we love the downtrodden. We want to welcome people with open arms. That's what this country's all about. Whoa, our place? Hold on. No, no, no. Somewhere else. Isn't that like part of what they laugh about is we make all these policies and then the red states have to deal with them. Yeah. Until the red states figured out Wait a second. How about we just start busing people to the sanctuary cities? Again, Biden was doing this in the middle of the night to different places. And you had a hard well, time red, seeing the coverage. Red states. Well, and sometimes it was New York. But and New York City is like, "Hey, we can we can't take all of these people." Now they're saying it because you have Abbott busing people from Texas. So this whole thing with the Texas sheriff here say, in criminal investigation, it it somewhat reminds me of how ridiculous it was last night. And I don't watch this show. I'm sent the clip. Stephen Colbert, your hero, Scott. One of your favorites. Miserable human being. Okay. Captain Ironic. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, Ron DeSantis scares them to death. Okay? You can tell that. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, seen here... The whole thing there, you know. Seen here watching your grandma fall into a ditch. <laughs> it was just a picture of him, like, pointing downward and laughing. Oh, gotcha. So, oh, see, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Last week. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He has become famous. Last week, DeSantis made headlines for kidnapping two plane loads oh, of migrants. Up. We'll just leave it there. Just shut up. He kidnapped him. Kidnapped him. He kidnapped him. <laughs> you. Damn, man, I'm telling you, I would, I would give money right now for Ron DeSantis to get into a 78 Trans Am and just drive through Texas. No. <laughs> this, the that whole... guy, that guy's ridiculous. Yeah, he is. He's a clown. What a clown show. Yeah. Kidnapping. Right. And then he, he yeah, they held him by gunpoint and put him on a plane and forced right. them to go to Martha's Vineyard. Again, David, you had the clip yesterday. We wanted to go there. Well, right. yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of the people were saying, "Okay, yeah, we we heard information about Massachusetts, and we thought that was a yes. good. This was a good thing." You know, they were thanking Ron DeSantis for that. Correct. Is this one of those rare circumstances where kidnap victims actively praise their kidnappers? I don't think so. Listen, man, you see what different people go through to get here, right? I mean, and you know you're paying money to cartels, to human traffickers. You're putting yourself in harm's way. It's worse if you're a female. And then you make it. And we know most of these people, they don't know where they're going to end up. No. Right. We hear asylum seekers. Okay, it's very rare. Or they have relatives here and they're going to end up there sometimes. But a lot of times they have no idea. So they hear, oh, this place and we're going to be welcomed? Heck yeah, we want to go there. So then it's DeSantis or Abbott's fault that once they get there, the people there at Martha's Vineyard are like, well, they can't stay here. <laughs> right. Kidnapped. What a jackass. Kidnapped him. Unbelievable. And just rolls through that line like it's fact. And I suppose some of the dopes that watch that show believe it, I guess. I don't know. So, again, man, you got this huge problem. We have the vice president saying, border secure. Hey, secure? What? 
which is a joke. The White House press secretary can't get through a sentence trying to make sense of it herself. Uh, uh, Yes, and it's it's a process, and we're following the process. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And then you have these mayors, like Bowser in D.C. and Lightweight in Chicago and Eric Adams in New York. We can't do this. We, We don't have the resources. And now New York, they're talking about cruise ships. Oh, the migrants, and you're like, okay, is is that really true? And Eric Adams was doing an interview and was asked. When you come with, go ahead. It's the Eric Adams. And what, I mean, I want to pursue this thing about the cruise ships. Is that really a possibility that you might be able to do that? We're looking at that. That was something that the previous administrations, um, Bloomberg administration, of my understanding, they looked at that during the surge, and so we're looking at that as a temporary measure, uh, not as a permanent measure. <laughs> Really? Thanks for enlightening us there. We just thought the cruise ship would stay docked there, and you just stay on vacation forever. (laughs) Pirates of the Hudson? Like, what's going on here? (laughs) Just temporary, though. No, they're going to live on the boats forever. That's that's what it is. Permanent vacation, man. Uh There you go. How about it? Um, You know, and, and speaking of everything that's going on right now, we know that Biden does this disastrous interview with Scott Pelley in 60 Minutes. Did anyone hear the CBS report last night? No. About? You know, I didn't. I, I, I did not hear this, but interesting. Okay. He's taking a critical beating on this, too, by the way. If you want, we'll just enjoy it together. The All whole right. setup, the, you know, this will take like a minute, 20 seconds, something like that. Okay, let's go. We can split it up. Fallout tonight after President Biden's interview with 60 Minutes. Comments he made about the pandemic led stocks of three COVID vaccine makers to plunge. Shares falling as much as 9%. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports from the White House. See, and now we got to do a report on it because there's one thing that's more important to us, okay, than the president's talking points. These these companies pay our salaries, okay? They sponsor yeah. our news, mm-hmm. and they're losing market share. That That's the fascinating part, man. I, I was not prepared for that. Like, the jumping off point out of yes. everything in that interview is that Pfizer's stock went down. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, no! Not that! Oh, no! And the report goes on. President Biden's conclusion on 60 Minutes Sunday that the COVID pandemic has ended prompted pushback from health experts and clarifications from top officials. The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra, who held a photo op promoting the latest COVID booster shot, was asked what the president meant. Before he answers, I have a quick question. Yeah. <laughs> How hard is it to get that dude's name right? <laughs> it's like the eighth different pronunciation we've had of it. I think but that time he went for the, is, I think that time he went for the Spanish accent. Javier Becerra. He did. Becerra. Yeah. Yes. But that's not even close to Bacaria. No, it's not. Okay. Which is what Biden would call that's it. That's what we're going with. Yeah. Okay. So what is his response to that question? It is a doozy. We will get to that. And uh, Joy Behar spoke. I know Scott wants to hear that. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Talking about the disastrous 60 Minutes interview Biden did the other day with Scott Pelley. <laughs> and 
they started talking about COVID because, you know, the president the other day said, yeah, COVID's over. He's still dealing with it, but, you know. There's a headline I'm reading today that says, on a scale of one to cringe, there's nothing like Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Here's uh, the report on that from last night, CBS News. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra, who held a photo app promoting the latest COVID booster shot, was asked what the president meant. Make no mistake, people are still dying. And what the president is saying is that we all want to get back to where we were before COVID. Well, overall, that's actually not at all what he said. No, he he said the pandemic is over. You know, it's still out there, but the pandemic is over is what is what the president said. You know what Dr. Ja said the other day in an interview? What's that? Well, basically, you know, you're up to date. You know, either you have you've been vaccinated in the past or, you know, you have your own antibodies, Uh, you know, Basically, you're not going to die. The chances of you dying are very slim. Uh, the flu would be worse for you. I mean, he said it. And it used to be if you compared COVID to the flu. Right. Oh, geez. Oh, Lock them yeah. up! Well, you just wanted people killed. Well, yeah. He just said that in an interview the other day. So that big walk back there, that's not at all what Biden said. But CBS goes on. With the report. While overall case rates are dropping, nearly 400 people are still dying each day, with about 30,000 currently hospitalized. And Dr. Anthony Fauci today warned vaccination rates are too low to end the pandemic. It is likely that we will see another variant emerge, and there's already on the horizon. So do you see what's happening here? Yes. Desperate to hang on to the pandemic. I mean... Also, don't forget that the jumping off point point to this story was literally CBS pointing out that Pfizer's stock dropped. <laughs> yes. And so, and so now, now it's just like, well, you got to go get that booster, okay? Or else a lot yeah. of people are going to die. We're just rolling out another booster. Yeah. And now the president screwed everything up by saying, yeah, pandemic's over. What? He forgot the talking points again. Uh-oh. Mr. Biden was also asked on 60 Minutes about whether he plans to run for re-election. You say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head. Look, my intention, as I said to begin with, is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I'd run again? That remains to be seen. We all know what that means. He's absolutely not running. No, he's not. They're not going to let him run. If the president were to step aside, it could spark a wide-open fight for the Democratic nomination. Meanwhile, former President Donald Trump, a potential 2024 challenger, sparked controversy at a weekend rally in Ohio, where his remarks were set to music that resembled the QAnon theme song. (laughs) (laughs) QAnon has a theme song? I had no idea that QAnon... I didn't either. These liberals who freak out about QAnon... And mm-hmm. how it's taken over the Republican Party. Know more about QAnon than any conservative I know. Yes. They talk about it all the time. And then I go back to, and you have to remind me of this. The whole QAnon thing is it's the Democratic elite that basically want to eat kids. Or they want to take over children. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like. Well, the way they're trying to sexualize children, especially in school, maybe take a clue. <laughs> Stay away from the kids. Right. All right. <laughs> Just say it. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers. Yeah. Many in the crowd responded to the music with a QAnon salute. 
Even as bad as it is with the liberals now, you don't want the QAnon people. We're CBS News. Thank you. It's amazing, man. The QAnon salute. He says it like people know what that is. Yeah, right. I thought the same thing. I don't even know what is the QAnon salute. I don't either. Dude, I I, I have no idea. Okay. I'm sure we'll learn it by the end of the day. I want well, to know I what the theme song is, too. I didn't know the OK sign was white supremacy. Right. I had no idea. Well, the, yeah, I mean, these are the same people who literally tried to convince and successfully did a portion of the audience, but they tried to convince America that Donald Trump was sending secret hand signals to white supremacists when he did the OK sign. Right. Yes, that's right. Got it. OK. So we know he's not going to run. That's why Gavin Newsom is trying to get as much attention as possible. And he wants to debate Ron DeSantis, and he's putting himself out there. And Joy Behar spoke about this, David? Yeah, well, they were kicking this idea around, and, and she says, well, Joe Biden's the guy who should run if Trump runs. However, there are two other options, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, Joe Biden's the one to beat him. He beat him before, he'll beat him again. Yeah. If Trump is not in prison, which, according to what I'm reading, is highly unlikely, uh, because Merrick Garland says nobody's above the law, oh, and let us hope that he means that, because he has certainly committed crimes, oh, Trump, Trump has, then I think you, um, Gavin Newsom has a chance. Gavin Newsom and Stacey Abrams, what a ticket that would be. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> Yes, what a ticket that would be. Look at that track record of success behind those two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man. Golly. Uh, there you go. Oh, your update on that. Gosh, dang. Um, of course, crisis at the border. Uh, we've made history with how many people have come across. And, you know, we're talking about the two million mark. Since Biden took office, yeah. it's north of four million. Oh, yeah. It's insane. You think about different metropolitan areas, that this is bigger than now. It's unbelievable. And Don Lemon gets owned so badly. <laughs> it's just comical for us. we got to get to that as well. Coming up right here. Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Van Camp's cracking up. What's well, up, dude? Well, I, I, okay, so it looks like uh, Biden's home state of Delaware is going to be the uh, the next place where a plane load of migrants gets dropped off. <laughs> yes! Rehoboth yes! Beach. Yes. yes, good, good. Right where his estate is? Right, yeah, real yeah. close to where, it. Yeah. Well, and in fairness, I mean, Joe Biden is uh, doesn't have to worry about it because he built a wall around his place. Yes, he did. His beach yes, home. he yep. did. Yeah. But still, okay. he was doing the right thing, though. He'd he'd tear down that wall. That's right. Yep. Well, this was on our request list that we put together the other day. Uh, yes, you still got the Hamptons to get to. Well, and I still have Aspen. That's true. Yeah. So, but they're taking them off. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Let's go. What's Joe gonna do? Hey, welcome, people. <sighs> That's who we are. Come on, man. Well, Joe baked him a cake. Remember after the uh, Capitol riot, they had a bunch of National Guardsmen around the Capitol complex, and they didn't have enough places for them to sleep, so they were hanging out in a parking garage. Remember that whole thing? 
and when yes. it became a minor controversy, uh, and I say minor just because not a whole lot of media outlets were caring all that much about it. They were like, well, they're National Guardsmen. They can sleep wherever, you know. And then uh, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden, horrible human being, showed up with a plate of cookies. Remember that? And handed out cookies. Yes. So maybe yeah. she will actually That's show what I just up with thought. A, yeah. Joe's going to send her back in the kitchen, get some cookies, bake, get him a cake. Let's go. <laughs> Little lemonade stand, sure. That's so awesome. But she's going to be that, lost. That's great. She's going to be totally lost, though. She's going to walk into wherever these migrants wind up and look around and see nothing but breakfast tacos. <laughs> Good one. That is one of her lines from the year. Yep. Like, wow, well, I don't, I don't smell any bacon or eggs or cheese, but here I see a bunch of breakfast tacos. Hmm, weird. Well, and you wonder too, because with any crowd of people, all right, somebody's going to get out of hand sooner or later. That would be my guess. That's mm-hmm. what usually happens. Yeah. And is that when Joe busts out the chain? Keep people, you know, in line. Oh yeah. Like a corn pop situation? Oh, that yeah, he's, one of his signature uh, stories is about uh, you know taking on corn bop, uh, corn bop, corn pop, a guy who was up to no good at the community pool where he worked, and as Joe puts it, kids like to play with his hairy legs. Weird. Yes. Uh, but this was about racial harmony in a mostly black neighborhood right. where he was a lifeguard, and uh, the way he achieved racial harmony was threatening to whip a black man with a length of chain. So if there's anybody getting out of line here go. at his residence, he's got the chain. Mm-hmm. Right. Or he tells- now, When you said corn bop, that sounded like a tune to me. Corn bop. Yeah. By Hanson. <laughs> so now you have to indulge corn. me. Just 20 seconds, okay. please. All right, yes, go ahead. Okay. Corn pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys a bad crew. Yes, sir. I was the only white guy that really knew. He said, I'll meet you outside. And I said, what am I going to do? Corn Bobby can't stop. Corn Bobby won't stop. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Oh, gosh, dang it. That was fun to hear again. <laughs> yeah, it's good to revisit the classics now and again. Okay, speaking of illegal aliens, uh, we've reached a new milestone at the border. Yeah, for the first time, migrant encounters at the border have surpassed 2 million in one year, one fiscal year. We still have a month to go. So we have prizes for the 2 millionth when they came across? <laughs> yeah! Yay! 2 million <laughs> illegal aliens. coming down. 2 million illegal aliens. Yes! <laughs> have been a great idea yeah. because you want more people to come. Well, sure. They obviously yeah. do. They haven't, you know, secured the border, even though they said they had. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, the two millionth migrant gets an iPhone 14, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. and a lease on a on a, on a uh, Toyota Corolla <laughs> for one year. Well, it would have to be an electric car. That's true. Yeah, you know the amount of getaways too is amazing. And the amount of terrorists that we know that we've actually arrested, but we don't know who got through that's actually a terrorist. We don't know. That's what's terrifying about it. Um, Okay, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Neighborhood Research and Media Outfit. I'd never heard of them. Uh, From what I understand, a lot of people had not heard of them. But they produced this brilliant ad that's all about, well... As the story says, hitting the hypocrites on Martha's Vineyard and the left as a whole, like a commercial. Oh, oh, good. I think you're going to enjoy this. All right, roll it. Here we go. 
The fight for racial equity unites everyone on Martha's Vineyard. That's why Islanders were so welcoming when Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent migrants to diversify Martha's Vineyard and bring some equity to America's most exclusive enclave. But then Governor Charlie Baker sent in the National Guard to whisk away these immigrants and remove them from the island. That's wrong, and it's not fair. Call Governor Baker. Tell Baker to stop removing migrants from Martha's Vineyard and demand Florida send more instead. <laughs> like every political ad you've heard, that's wrong. That's wrong. It's not who we are. It's not who we are. You know that. Demand. Ron DeSantis said more. <laughs> so well played, neighborhood research oh, and media. That's really good, yeah. Yes. Um another story out there well david you have the don lemon story this is great oh yeah uh cnn's don lemon he was in london for the queen's funeral and he was interviewing a royal commentator named hillary fordwich now he brings up the idea of reparations thinking this is because you know we've heard a lot about Here this we go. With the queen's passing well what about colonialism what about slavery right. all that all that stuff okay uh he thinks that this is going to be a slam dunk and i just want to play his setup before we get to this epic body slam. <laughs> Roll it. You have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism, and they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back, and, uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are, you know, you have all of this vast wealth? Those are legitimate concerns. Legitimate concerns. Uh-huh. Are they? What then? do you say to that? The takedown for the ages from Miss Hillary. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when that crossed the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages. Uh-oh! Boom! Uh-oh! Wow, man. Did Don respond? Well, well you play out the rest. Play out the rest. Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> gotta go. Oop, look at it, the time. It's an it, interesting discussion. Yeah, it went from, hey, they've got a point to, huh, interesting discussion real quick, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's one thing going back uh, to the beginning, but then to say, and for the people that died fighting against slavery, maybe they should get something from those people that originated it too. Holy smokes! <laughs> that is one of the funniest things was, I've seen in a week. Was this in his new time slot too? I, th uh, I no. don't know. No, this oh, was still in the old time slot. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, warning out there right now from the CDC. Um, epidemic in the United States. 
STDs out of control. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. This always makes you nervous, Scott. Why? What? I have nothing. I'm, I don't anticipate picking up an STD anywhere. It always makes you but, nervous but it is when one we of those do things these that makes your skin crawl a little bit. Yeah. yeah but yes, that, you've talked about it in the past. Right. As long as I've known you, anytime there's a story yeah. about, like, I don't know, spiking STD rates, you act like you spend your weekends jumping in the pile. No, no piles Which, to jump. To my in, knowledge, you, know. you don't do, but no. I'm starting no. to question <laughs> my that. knowledge. Gosh dang it. I don't even know no. if it's in the archives of this show. There was one time you freaked out even going to the gas station when there was an uptick in STDs in a certain area where you got gasoline, thinking well, you are going to get something from the pump. Well, jump from the pump into my pants. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Not with that kind of pump, at least. Okay, from the AP, sharply rising cases of some sexually transmitted diseases, including a 26% rise in new syphilis infections. Oh, boy prompting U.S. health officials to call for new prevention and treatment efforts. New prevention. Um, It's imperative that we work to rebuild, innovate, and expand STD prevention in the United States. That's what Dr. Mina from the CDC said. Okay. Um, What do you suppose they mean by innovate prevention? To me, it's stop going with this, you know, uh, stop! Stop going with this whole like. Uh, see everything I, I wanted to say beat around the bush thing, and I, I just. Uh, anyway, stop handling people with kids' gloves. Okay, when it comes to this stuff, tell people how you're going to get this and what you can do to prevent it. Just be honest oh. with people. Fauci yesterday said, "Leave your underwear on for two weeks." <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's like it's right. like earlier it's this curve. It's like earlier this year with the whole monkeypox thing. They just would not tell people to stop doing, you know, the right. Yeah, they would. Yeah, that they yeah. wouldn't tell people to stop going to orgies. And so, a lot of gay men who went to orgies wound up getting monkeypox, and it got out of control. They just they will not tell people exactly how you get it and how you can stop getting it. Well, part of the story they talk about, because they're going infection rates of STDs, gonorrhea, syphilis, all these stats, right? And then it gets to the international outbreak of monkeypox. And again, they use the term, which is, I guess, politically correct now to say, spread mainly between men who have sex with other men. But and that's that's not even accurate. It's it's there are a lot of men who are gay who have sex with men who are not at a significant risk of getting monkeypox. It's the dudes who are, you know, jumping in the pile. Multiple other men. Yes. Would say. Has further highlighted the nation's worsening problem with diseases spread mostly through sex. The executive director of the National Coalition of STD Directors. That's, see, that's the I didn't even knew that existed. Yeah, David Harvey. STD Directors. He's the president. Executive director. Thank you. Called the situation out of control. Talking about new approaches to the problem, like at-home test kits for some STDs. Make it easier for people to learn they're infected. And then take steps to prevent spreading it to others. So if you test positive, maybe lay low. I just remember you talking about it over the summer, David. There were some officials that just didn't want to put a damper on Pride Month. Dude, that's exactly what they said. Well, it's Pride Month, so we don't want to tell guys to stop going to orgies. Well, That's the time you need to be raising the alarm, right? How many times did we hear during COVID, alarm bells are ringing and blah, blah, grim milestones and all this stuff. 
Like, yeah, you can tell people to stop playing Oscar Mayer bumper cars for six weeks, okay? <laughs> Oscar Mayer bumper cars. <laughs> well, everything's got a corporate sponsor now, right? <laughs> okay. It's, it's probably time to end this report. Um, by the way, syphilis. Do you know what that even is, Scott? Do I know what it is? Yeah. What do you mean? Do I know what could, it is? I mean, could you give the definition of what it is? Well, it's a venereal disease. Bacterial, yeah. You know where it surfaces? On your... Yes. Yeah? Yeah, just the way it reads. You know, genital sores, but can ultimately lead to severe symptoms and death if left untreated. And the whole uptick in that, it's just yeah. nasty, well, man. comedian said we're going to evolve into a point where it just explodes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, man. Yeah, abrasions. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> God dang it. Just go the safe route, okay? Can't quit tapping my foot right now. I know, you're very nervous right Bro. now. Yeah. Uh, bosses are promising jobs with a coveted perk, boundaries. What is that all about? The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got an update, David? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so a reporter in the White House press briefing today uh, asked Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, hey, you know, the president campaigned on addressing the root causes of immigration. <laughs> what exactly went wrong here? Do you want to hear this clip? I think the audio Yes, I do. Yes, do. I do. Please. All right, here we go. The president campaigned on addressing the root causes of migration. He's been in office now for almost two years. We are seeing these apprehensions reach record levels. What exactly went wrong here? So let me just give you, just to put it into context oh and boy. talk a little bit about the facts of what uh, of what you just mentioned, uh, the numbers that we have seen uh, that was announced by DHS uh, yesterday. So first, these people are, are fleeing uh, communism, as we have said, uh, as you heard DHS say as well, falling authoritarian okay. regimes in Venezuela, yeah. Nicaragua, and Cuba are causing a new migration uh, challenge across the Western Hemisphere. So what we're seeing is a new, uh, definitely a new p- pattern. So not just our, our southern border as well, but our western clearly hemisphere. Uh, but meanwhile, my western clearly, <laughs> the way she Gosh. says definitely over and over again, it just it, it reminds mm-hmm. me of Rain Man very much. Wow, White House Press Secretary Rain Man over here, definitely, definitely new path, <laughs> definitely. Wapner across the border. <laughs> Gosh dang it, we already knew the root causes. It's obvious. It's maddening. The uh, story out of the Wall Street Journal is all about bosses promising jobs with boundaries for people because there are a lot of people in the workforce that have been on a negotiating side that could say, hey, I want to put my own life as a priority here. I just don't want to be tied to my job. So they're focusing more of their attention on family and non-work pursuits. And a lot of employers are going along with it, saying, yeah, you don't have to check your phone at night. You don't have to work weekends. We're not going to try to contact you. And it all seems fine in this story until we get to one of the guys that founded his own company to focus on wellness and wanted that philosophy to extend to his employees. Um, Did say that uh, his company, the Ohm Store, is the online retailer that sells metal bowls used for meditation. And all I could think of was Scott Robbins needs a metal bowl for meditation for Christmas. In a metal bowl pumping at about 400 watts, man. <laughs> 
Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. There's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins. Okay, maybe it's around lunchtime where you're at. Maybe you're thinking salad. Maybe you like Scott Robbins. You only like one kind of salad. That would be word salad. Well, I'm a big fan of word salad, yes. Well, you know who is always dishing out a healthy helping? Kamala Harris. Mm, a little French onion, a little French, French uh, dip on that thing, man. Haven't, haven't heard this yet. David Van Camp this with this new, fresh. This is new, isn't it? Yeah, it is new, yes. Oh, it's- Gosh, I look forward to this. This should be a sponsored feature every day, by the way. <laughs> and now, yeah, lunchtime with Kamala Harris. <laughs> Harris. What do we have on tap today? What is she talking the, uh, about? She is talking about community banks, and she cares a lot about communities because, well, those community banks, you know where they are in communities. God, no, she Here we go. So we invested an additional $12 billion into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity of community. Oh my gosh. You can't make it, just, it up. You can't. <laughs> it's Someone's so- goofing on her when they write it. They have to be. She didn't go off script for that, did she? I, I I don't know. It didn't actually look like she was reading off of a teleprompter. I think that was actually just her off script. Wow. Maybe that's what it is then. Holy smokes. Yeah. One more time. It's, it's under 13 say, seconds. Yeah, I want to hear it again. Okay. So we invested an additional $12 billion into community banks. Once. Because we know community banks Once. are in the community. Three. And understand the needs and desires of that community as Four. well as the talent and capacity of community. Five. Six. Okay. Uh, that's pretty good. That's almost impossible to work that word in at least that many times in less than 20 seconds. Okay. So now the contest today. Who's worse at this? Her or Corrine Jean-Pierre? White House press oh secretary. Oh, my gosh. Well. Okay, I, let's go. Kamala is the probably Hall of Fame material, though, right? Well, I mean, I, her body of work it extends I, for a long time. I, I think the difference, though, is that Corrine Jean-Pierre just, she doesn't have all the wrinkles smoothed out. Because... Kamala Harris, a lot of times, and that clip is no exception, when she's done saying something that just does sound like like she's a, a consultant for middle managers. Mm-hmm. But she, she always has this look like she knows she stuck the landing. Like there's a certain level of confidence in this. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That like, oh, I just said something profound, even though she said something that just... Yes, that, that is a great point because I think every time she speaks, she thinks it's going to be recorded in history books for the yeah. till the end of time. Corinne Jean Pierre is she's she's almost there. She's still she's not an everyday player. Not yet. Okay. No. Not not just yet. She's riding the bench most of the time. Yet she's worse, I think. I mean, when she was off script recently, and this might have been her crowning moment, honestly of being lost and not knowing what to do was talking about the border situation. And she, I mean, she had no answer. I mean, she's trying to lie. We all know that, but still. What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can 
to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that... Um, Before she even gets to this next part, which is really the struggle bus, what did she just say? The Something process. about we're working as hard as we the, can. The process. Talking about illegal immigration. Yeah, the process is And that's in why place. we have more funding. We don't know, and we're throwing money at something, yes. We, we have a crisis. Yeah. But it's the process. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. It's meaningless. She's trying to go after corporate speak, but it doesn't make any sense. And then we get to the big problem. Uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that... Um, to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. I'm just saying, I had two daughters that were lifeguards. They would have dove in by that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she needs saving. Well, I get anxious when I hear that. I just get anxious. Yeah. It's just, oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of the stuff going on. So we have a sheriff in Texas that, man, he's thinking about going after DeSantis. On what? Based on what? Well, David, you have the story. Yeah, well, uh, the sheriff of Bear County, Texas, where San Antonio is, is opening up a criminal investigation into the governor of Florida because of those 48 migrants that were sent from Bear County, Texas, to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Javier Salazar, he's a Democrat. He did an interview with Trey Ware on KTSA in San Antonio this morning. And Trey asked him, hey, why... You know, you're, you're talking about opening this criminal investigation because you think people were misled, and that's why they got sent to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Uh, but you didn't have anything to say about Joe Biden sending children all over the country, children all over the country on overnight flights out of San Antonio. Yes. Nobody made any allegations to me about that case. I've, I've just, this is the first time I'm hearing about that. Really? Yes, sir. You, you, you never heard about these flights that have been going on for 14 months at the hands of this administration, flying them into Washington, D.C., flying them into New York, and flying them into Florida in the dead of night. You've never heard anything about that. All, I've never heard of any of those writers that you just quoted, Trey, and I'd venture to say you and I probably subscribe to different publications and probably watch different, uh, different news outlets. Well, no, so no, now, no, Javier, that's so been widely reported. It's issue. been widely reported, Javier. <laughs> like, you only got that from Fox. That's right. But well, you're right. just watching the Newsmax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, dude, that's all over the place. Yeah. The issue, okay, well, that, and that's, that's fine. I, that never came to my attention, Trey. But what the issue at hand today is, is I'm going to be investigating whether these people were improperly removed from my county. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. I believe... The sheriff there is being honest when he says he never heard of it. See, I, am I the only one? I, I don't. No, I, I don't believe him for a second. No, I don't either. Okay. And mainly because sheriff's deputies have been there for crowd control when they're dropped off, either on the way to the airport or dropped off near the Greyhound station. His office has been involved in some of this. Okay. Now you convince me. The reason I was going to make the argument that I believed him is because of how many conversations you will have with regular people that don't pay attention to news that much. And when they do, it's like Lester Holt. <laughs> and they have no idea what's really going on in the country. It's maddening. Yeah, but even Lester Holt had that one on. Did he? I think so. I, I Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Flights in the middle of the night? Yeah, Maybe. Because people were upset. Yeah, it could be. But, I mean, how do you not know that? Well, when you're there, yeah. It's, I mean, come on, man. That's pretty tough. Seriously?
But, you know, the whole thing is, well, I'm going to look into this because, you know, the DeSantis basically kidnapped these people. Right. That's what Colbert, that idiot, said last night. He kidnapped crap. people. Kidnapped? Yes. They wanted to go. Stay with that dumb narrative. The human trafficking narrative, too, is cracks me up. Again, man, regular people, especially when you're talking about independence, this whole humanitarian crisis and it was inhumane to send people to Martha's Vineyard. That dog is not going to hunt. No. no one's buying that BS, man. They're just not. Okay. So we have a White House economist talking to CNBC, David. What's yeah. this all about? Well, the Biden White House is somehow trying to do a victory lap over the state of the economy, uh, and they're letting the low unemployment rate do a ton of heavy lifting for them because every other metric is horrible for them. Uh, and even the jobs reports aren't because of White House policy. It's because states have opened back up after shutting down over COVID and because the unemployment benefits have dried up, people are having to go back to work. Uh, so CNBC's Joe Kernan, I love this guy, he brought that up during an interview with the White House economist uh, Heather Bausche. <laughs> Bausche. Yeah, there's been a couple of tough days for her. Yeah. Roll it. If you're going to blame everything on the pandemic for inflation, then you've got to acknowledge that reopening after the pandemic is why we just got back to basically the job that we had before the pandemic. The 10 million just got us but back we are to on even. A, but we are putting ourselves on a better path now. When you look over the kinds of things that we've done, we have been focused on all of the different kinds of risks that you just mentioned. And recovering from a pandemic is hard. <laughs> Goodness gracious, you printed money. You caused this to happen. People told you at the time, if you print this money and give it away when you don't need to, we're going to have terrible inflation. We had the reports on it almost daily. You knew it was going to happen. Didn't stop them. Same thing. And it was all the Democrats' wish list. It was what it was. Um, you know, yesterday we talked about the story out of New York City where the dude went nuts in the McDonald's and pulled out oh, the axe. Yeah, I saw the video. It was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, is he actually saying, hey, I'm not unhinged? Yeah. Well, so you got this guy at McDonald's. It's at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, he's smashing tables, walls, even a glass partition in the building. Apparently, well, he, he open-handed that one dude. Boom, yeah. right across the head. He's like all right in that girl's face. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so he had tried to talk to a woman there, then some dude stepped in, they hit him, he didn't move, then he gets the axe out of his backpack and starts swinging. Uh, the New York Post caught up with this guy, 31-year-old Michael Palacios. He, he says he carries the axe all the time for protection and because he likes camping. <laughs> oh, you look like a camper. Okay, <laughs> roll it. I like camping. I enjoy camping. I love camping. Yeah. You know, I take my dogs camping with me, you know, so. And also, I got jump ones in Chicago. Okay. And I told myself that I'm never going to let that happen again. You know, I'm just lucky, I guess, that I drink enough water and I do enough push-ups that I could fend off three young folks. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing push-ups. I got quality H2O. Right. I'm staying hydrated. Mm-hmm. Okay, I carry the axe for protection when I go to Chicago. Is that what I heard? Yeah, yeah, he got jumped one time in Chicago. Oh, got it. Yeah. So he's just carrying that around. Yeah. I guess if you don't have a piece, go ahead and carry an axe. Yep. And I like camping. Are you talking about like homeless encampments? Or are you talking about no. he's going out into the woods camping? I, I think he's talking about going out into the woods camping. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Nice to cut the wood with the axe. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right.
and know if it was protection with against what people. raccoons. <laughs> thinking other homeless people okay. there are a lot of attacks going on there but okay he goes on yeah i can make it as deep as i want to it's just that simple yeah yo drink water and do pushes for a month you'd be surprised what you do who knew we were going to take health tips from the axe-wielding man from mcdonald's I, I know it's like well you never know if somebody's going to try to wail on you you know just drink water do a bunch of push-ups you're fine Okay. He's a regular guy, dude. No military training. I'm not unhinged. I'm not psychotic. I'm not. I'm just there with anybody would do when they're being pummeled. What did he say? He said, I, I would just do what anyone would do when they're being pummeled. When he was being pummeled, he was standing. Yeah. Next to where there's like the return tray stand. And he's standing there with his arms, and they're slugging him in the head, and it's like a feather to him. It's, yeah. he's, it's not even computing to him. And then he just calmly walks to the side, and that's when he pulls the axe out. It was, it was terrifying, man. <laughs> Especially for one of those guys that actually hit him with a closed fist, mm-hmm. and he didn't move. That means you got nothing. Yeah. Wait till we see the axe-wielding, water-drinking guy on the infomercial for exercise routines. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped 25 pounds it's, using the crazy axe-wielding, drinking guy. <laughs> it's still amazing to me the guy got out of jail that I soon. know. And what was his quote? Hey, I did my hours in jail. Leave me eight, alone. My 18 hours. Hour, 18 hours, yeah. yeah. Holy smokes, where are we? Man, oh, man. All right, so the president said, hey, pandemic, it's over. Surgeon General, hold on a second. Hold on. Get to that much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. But the pandemic is over. Well, that's good. Pandemic's over. I was waiting for the all clear, and now I got it. Yeah. I mean, a year ago, it was going to be a winner of death. Yeah. You un vaccinated trolls golly ruining it for everybody but it's over now thankfully good well wait a second it's not over no uh so even though joe biden made some news on 60 minutes saying that the pandemic was over his surgeon general vivek murthy said on morning joe today that biden didn't mean the pandemic was over over that's what he said (laughs) he said it don't tell me he didn't say that he said it yeah, but here's the thing that no one talks about that is definitely in play. Tired of this stuff. And you know this to be true. The whole attitude from the left media, come on, Joe is not all there. Okay, he says stuff. You can't take his word for it. Golly. That's not a White House official. That's the president. We can't take what he says. <laughs> yeah, right. Th- seriously, that is what is in play right now. That's the overwhelming thought. Gee so here's whiz. the clip. What the president's reflecting is the fact that we've made tremendous progress against COVID-19. We're in a very different place now than we were at the beginning of this pandemic. With Hold on, man. It's not what he said. Hold on. That's That's a whole lot different than the pandemic is over. Yeah. Okay. There, you can say that all you want. That's not what he said. Significantly lower death rates. We have all of our children back in school. We have people right. able to go back to work, families and friends able to see each other. Could've but he also said, you know, we have more work to do on COVID, and that's right. And that's what Dr. Fauci and others oh. have expressed as well. Uh, you know, we're losing about 400 people a day on average for this virus. 
and even more in stocks with Pfizer and Moderna. We yeah. can't have that. No. Right. We need to get that number lower. We have people who are struggling with long COVID. We need to understand more about long COVID and how to prevent it. And we also, what thankfully, have a new updated vaccine. Oh, yeah. see, we got this. That's vaccine. what it's about. We got a poor it's like millions. a car show now. We just have we we have a vaccine show where they roll out the new one and they have the models there pointing at the <laughs> bottle. God. We have a new one. Yes. What drugs are you on to have visions like that? This is what I want to know. It's all prescription, sir. <laughs> I do my I do my best to prop up Moderna and Pfizer. Man, oh man, that's insane. It's it's like this every six months. There's a new vaccine we have to take. Yeah, you got your boosters and everything else, and we got these variants, and it's this never-ending train. Golly. And, and, and while they're saying that, by the way, that, well, the pandemic's not over. That's not really what Joe Biden meant to say. But, you know, you talk about modeling behavior and whatnot. Yeah. Elton John is going to be performing at the White House on Friday. They're yeah. having a concert for Elton John on Friday. Yeah. Will they be masked? No. It, it, the event is called A Night When Hope and History Rhyme. <laughs> you made that up. No, I'm not. That's the name of it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So James Taylor last week. Yeah. Elton John this week. Yep. Who's next week? That's the question. Just It's just a weekly party, okay? We're making progress here. We're getting ready for the midterms. That's the White House. Daniel is getting boosted tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David, if you had to name and one. There are a few, but I, I do think it's significant that a uh, that a, the sheriff of Bayer County, Texas, is, is investigating <laughs> the governor of Florida over... Uh, over the 48 migrants that were shipped out to uh, my, uh, Martha's Vineyard. Listen, man, if the left doesn't understand, at least with independence, how this looks from the yeah. get-go with Martha's Vineyard, this is Dude. another step in the wrong direction. I love it. Dude, Keep doing this and, stuff. And in San Antonio, I mean, it's uh, not like the crime wave na nationwide hasn't hit San Antonio. And you're focused on the governor of Florida? Right. Well, somebody up top had that guy do that. Uh, news update you want to know next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. And the millennial with the news update, David Van Camp. Well, the new talking point has officially dropped from the White House when it comes to the border crisis because we've crossed this milestone in this fiscal year alone. More than two million people have crossed the border and encountered one level of law enforcement or another. That doesn't mean that they were arrested and deported. In most cases, it means they were given some documents and told to go on their merry way. So it's a joke. It is a total joke. Now, now the new talking point is that we have a crisis because uh, so many uh, people from other countries, not the Northern Triangle, not Mexico, but other countries, and particularly South America, are showing up at the border, and that's what's causing this crisis. 
Seriously, that's what they that's what they're going with. Joe Biden was asked about this today as he was walking out of the uh, briefing room. Okay. On the border, why is the border more overwhelmed under your watch, Mr. President? Because there are three countries that are never have there are fewer there are fewer immigrants coming from Central America and from Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. Okay. What? All right. So let's go back to that. If if you're saying that's the reason, it's it's not the Northern Triangle here. It's these yeah. other countries. Why in the world would they come, Joe, if the border's secure? Right. Because the whole freaking world knows that it's an open border. Because that's the message you've sent from day one. Anyone with a brain knows that. And a shift he should be impeached. He's not doing his job. He's not protecting the border. Period. The end. Well, wait until November, and hopefully we can start the impeachment well, proceedings at middle of November. Well, the, the, the thing is, too, well, it wouldn't be until the new Congress is sworn in in January. That's but, right, David. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, changing migration patterns, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it has been significantly more people coming from Venezuela and whatnot. That really doesn't matter. Because no. if you close down the border and make it clear, if you if you show up here, we're sending you back. Correct. And they, they talk about diplomatic relations with Venezuela, where it may not be feasible for us to actually physically drop them off there. Well, okay, well, start sending flights to southern Mexico. Tell Mexico it's your problem. Whatever it takes. Yeah. That's absolute nonsense. And again, you're the reason. This is what you wanted to happen from the get-go. And this whole thing, what was it he said at the end the, about the resources? And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. Rational? Why? I, I think... Why is it not rational? I believe he's getting at the idea that we don't exactly have warm diplomatic ties with Venezuela or Nicaragua or Cuba. And that's, that's, that was my point just earlier is then drop them off in Mexico and tell Mexico you've yes. got to deal with it. You can't okay. come in here. And I, I mean, I'm sorry. We're the United States. We don't have good relationship right now with Venezuela. So what? Drop them off. I mean, this is ridiculous. We're cowering in a corner as a country. You've said it. I don't know how many times, David, uh, President bystander. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all, all these things happen. No, you cause them, and then you do nothing about them. But boy, if Ukraine needed the help, that'd be a different story. Oh, goodness. We, we would pay through the nose. We would borrow more money we don't have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. Did you see the story? We'll get to this real quick and we'll go back to migration. This is crazy. The full $16 billion list of what Biden has sent Ukraine. There's pictures of it, too. This was on a Substack piece. Okay, just tell me when to stop. Uh, over 1,400 Stinger anti-aircraft systems. Over 8,500 Javelin anti-armor systems. Over 32,000 other anti-armor systems. Over 700 Switchblade tactical unmanned aerial systems. 126 uh, 155-millimeter howitzers and up to 806,000 Artillery rounds, 2,000 precision-guided, 155 
millimeter artillery rounds. 126 tactical vehicles to tow the howitzers. Slow down. I'm starting to write these down. <laughs> 22 tactical vehicles to recover equipment. 16 high-mobility artillery rocket systems and ammunition. Oh. Oh. So, so I think, because it's a long, long list, and that $16 billion of what Biden could unilaterally send to, uh, without the help of Congress to Ukraine, I, my central question is, because you keep going down the list and all of that, what happens to all the gear? I'm not talking about the ammo, because presumably that would be spent, but what happens to the actual gear that we sent? You mean uh, like the command post vehicles? Uh, yeah. Well, that's, you, you leave it there. Well, why? Uh, because you got to build more. <laughs> and the vast... Well, it costs more to ship it industrial back and just leave it. ...military complex keeps right. making money that we pay for. Yeah. And we don't care if it falls into evil hands or not. <laughs> ah, I'll worry about that down the road. we got to supply <laughs> this stuff. I like this. We, <sighs> we send all of this gear and military equipment, including Humvees, including helicopters, and I mean, just crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and yet uh, Joe Biden thinks that there's no reason in the world for me to want an AR-15. Yeah, the deers aren't going to wear I, Kevlar. I'm not asking Joe Biden to buy me a gun. Right, I know. Although now oh, I so kind of want crazy. to. What, can I identify as Ukraine? <laughs> then, Just name yourself Ukraine, Van I, I, I identify as Ukraine. Oh, that sweet, sweet at weaponry. Yeah. I, I would definitely like uh, a few of these trailers that you've got out here. I, you know, I'm not going to be greedy about it, but I would not mind. You know, I don't know anti-armor systems. I would not. I absolutely would love to have uh, jant- uh, javelin anti-armor systems. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Can I have? Can I get one of them? Just one? No. You'll get nothing and like it, Spalding. Can I, can I have a cannon? <laughs> you don't have a cannon. Well, we need to protect the Ukraine border. Of course. Yes. You had another clip. Oh, is it the Karine Jean-Pierre? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Karine. Because we have a change in pattern with the border crisis. I, That's what's happening again, here. It's Venezuela. Th- this, is, this is the new talking point that they're going with now. Is okay. that well? It's because people are showing up from countries that usually don't contribute to annual migration patterns. Because you opened the border. So let me just give you, just to put it into context, and talk a little bit about oh, the facts gosh. of what uh, of what you just mentioned, uh, the numbers that we have seen uh, that was announced by DHS uh, yesterday. Yeah. So first, these people are are fleeing uh, communism, as we have said, uh, as you heard DHS say as well. That is the new point too: fleeing communism. Mm-hmm. Venezuela, fleeing socialism. Really? (laughs) So why do you operate the government the way you do? Falling authoritarian regimes in Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Cuba are causing a new migration challenge. Just a quick question. What is Nicaragua? I thought she was going to go with (laughs) Nicaragua, like a lot of them do, but she didn't. Uh, Nicaragua? Is that what it was? Yeah, that's Elizabeth uh, Warren's tribe. Okay, 
Right. Falling authoritarian regimes in Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Cuba are causing a new migration (laughs) challenge across the Western Hemisphere. So what we're seeing is a new, uh, definitely a new pattern. So not just our our southern border as well, but our Western Hemisphere. Uh, But meanwhile, migration from Mexico and northern Uh uh, Central America has come down for three consecutive months and is down by by nearly half. And what we saw the increase with uh, uh, Nicaragua, Venezuela, and Cuba is up by 121%. So there is a change in the pattern uh, that we have seen most recently. Okay, it's Nicaragua, right? Just want to make sure it's not some sort of Midwest accent that I've always had. (laughs) No, I think everybody says Nicaragua. Nicaragua, yes. What does she call it? Nicaragua. Nicaragua? Nicaragua? That's my state farm agent. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yes. Okay, very good. It's so frustrating, man. Got to get these people out of there. Holy smokes. Um, David, one of the stories you talked about today with illegal immigrants is this whole story of this sheriff going after DeSantis. Yeah. The sheriff in Texas. There is another story out of South Texas talking about the border. Uh, Yeah. Well, there is a constable in South Texas, Maverick County. That's where Eagle Pass is. uh, Who... Now, I think actually the flights of migrants to, uh, you know, Martha's Vineyard, D.C., New York, and Chicago may have actually, uh, may actually be breaking some sort of me- media blackout of this story. Because MSNBC actually sent somebody to the border to do a ride along with somebody who is tasked with enforcing the law down there. Wow. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, sent him down to Del. Or I'm sorry, uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. Get a sense of what's been going on there with the border crisis. And well, they talked with a sheriff's deputy constable named Hal Bowles, who described okay. what was going on. I can't see it getting much worse than what it is right now. We're already in in a, in a very dire situation, as it is. The uh, our our lo- all our local law enforcement agencies were. We don't we don't have the amount of resources that a, that a big city does. It's very, very difficult, causing a big strain on, on local resources. And we're not getting it. We're, we're really not getting any help. Gosh. We're really not. Okay. I'm going to switch gears. It's so freaking frustrating, man. It is. And at least somebody's finally paying attention to it. A dingbat in the White House just said, well, here's the problem. Well, yesterday it wasn't a problem. Because the border was secure, and you trusted in the vice president. And no one's held accountable. That's what's so frustrating, because every other part of life, people are held accountable, or they should be. Okay. Wall Street Journal piece on girls leaving high school basketball. I read this. Wow. Yeah, what did you think? I mean, it's not like this groundbreaking, going to no. change everybody's life story. It's just interesting. It is. I agree. There are more single-sport athletes only going to play volleyball. Some or maybe it's soccer. That's I got now a granddaughter that did this. She played both sports and was really good at both of them, but gave up basketball. You know, what's interesting is you have society trying to talk about. Well, you know, kids are the same. There's not that much of a difference between boys and girls. Just stop with that. There are some girls, according to the story, that says eh, basketball is not girly enough. It's pretty physical. It gets pretty rough in there. Yeah. I don't like that. One girl just said, I don't like to run so much. That's why I like to play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's honesty. Yeah, it's it's 
pretty interesting. Participation has gone down a lot in 20 years. And even more so even the last five years. You mean just, the WNBA hasn't inspired young girls to play the game? Uh, apparently not. Shocking. Yeah. They did say the ratings, I don't pay attention. I know it's still in the tank that they're up. And I think college women's basketball ratings have gone up over time, but it's not translating to more girls playing high school basketball. And then I saw this on a lighter note. Um, you know, there's always these surveys being done. Um, this was about relationship killers. It's little things, like little quirks in a relationship that can end up really separating a couple. Okay? Would you believe Netflix incompatibility? Incompatibility is one of those things. Because, it, all right, this could be totally full of nonsense, but as I read it, I'm like, huh. Because it's true, a lot of relationships settles into quiet nights watching something on TV. And if you have way different tastes, you, a lot of times you don't end up together because you don't want to watch something that's terrible. I kind of think that's true. I mean, I think there's like a pop culture element to attached to relationships. And so if it's completely detached, you're like, God, yeah, I don't want to watch this. Right. Like it's got to be something that you can compromise on. Yeah. Or you just get two TVs and two rooms. That strengthens relationships, too. David, you're not buying this. Or you just, you know, sit down and talk with one another instead of turning on the TV Come to on, avoid your actual TV. relationship. Your old-fashioned nonsense. Well, look, I mean, my, my wife and I, and it's it's been a long-running joke for not only our relationship, but for decades between men and women that they can't agree on, you know, here's the dude getting dragged to the chick flick at the, uh, at the, mm-hmm. at the movie theater, or here's the very patient wife going to see the action flick with her husband, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, I, that, that's been going on forever. And I don't know, my wife and I, we could not have more disparate and different tastes than we have right now in, in what we like in entertainment. And yet, you know, we make it work. Yeah. Well, you're obviously gifted um, with relationship skills that Scott's not. And you're rubbing it in his face right now. You know, I don't even know. See? And I'm joking. There was okay. more to this. We'll get to a little the bit Life's later. Life's not over yet either, by the way. <laughs> so you know. Okay, another news update we got to get to. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What are we about to hear? Oh, here, well, I mean, Democrats are being as reasonable as ever when it comes to addressing the border crisis and the reaction to it uh, on the part of Republican governors, including the governor of Arizona and Texas, and now Ron DeSantis out of Florida. Uh, here is Representative Al Green out of Houston. Okay. The governors of Florida and Texas, they would have derailed the Underground Railroad. What? What? They would have been the persons who were out looking for those who were seeking freedom. Yeah. <laughs> sending, sending someone to Martha's Vineyard for free uh, is the exact same as being a slave catcher. Okay. All right. Yeah, great comparison. You can't, you can't argue with that. You, you just can't. It's, that guy has a job. Exactly. As a leader. He's had a job for a long time. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Oh, real quick. Mentioned these little quirks that can become relationship killers. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're caring about people's relationships. And we mentioned Netflix incompatibility. 
David says you can overcome that. Being bad at sharing. Well, yeah. We don't have time to get into all that, but sure. Mm-hmm. Missing social cues, meaning if you are with someone socially awkward and you generally get along and like people, in the end, you're going to be irritated with the other person. <laughs> so that could be a killer. Yeah. And then food incompatibility. You ever run into that? I dated a vegan once. It didn't end well. No. I guess the proof is right there. Watch out for those. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, another news update, David Van Camp. All right, so we've crossed uh, two million uh, border encounters now as a nation. That is law enforcement actually encountering more than two million people at the southern border. It's a full-blown crisis, and now you're talking about a total of about four million that we know of who have come into the country if not closer to 5 million because of known gotaways, mm-hmm. uh, who have come into the country under the wide-open border policies of the Biden administration. The new talking- Remember when the left used to talk about if you ever used the word invasion while describing what was happening? Yeah. You were, in fact, racist! Well, now over 50% of Americans say, yeah, this is an invasion. It is an invasion, man. You're of course. talking about the population of Los Angeles coming into... The nation. Yes. That, that, that's an invasion, okay? Uh, and, and our president will do nothing about it. No. No one in the administration will do nothing about it. And, and, our, and our, well, the new talking point that we are being gifted now is, well, you got to understand, uh, the, 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 there's been a change in the demographics of the people who are coming through the southern border. See, usually it's like Northern Triangle countries and Mexico and now it's a bunch of people from like Venezuela and Cuba who are coming up through the southern border. So therefore, oh, don't forget about Nicaragua. So therefore, this is a new and unique challenge. We haven't gotten to the root causes of this one yet. We knocked out the Northern Triangle thing. We know why people are coming from Guatemala. We don't know why people are coming from Venezuela. though. So, uh, okay. You know, sometimes you're just trying to find the good news with something. Yeah. They're admitting there is a problem. Are we are we saying um, the border the border is secure? I mean, they yeah. just said that even less than a week ago. Oh yeah, the border is secure. So at least they're admitting. Well, there's a problem. So even though it's secure, so White House press secretary Karine Jean Pierre was asked today, "Hey, if you're worried about the change in migration patterns, doesn't that mean you need a change in an approach to how you're going to respond to it?" Oh, good question. That makes sense, right? Okay. Is that a sign that there needs to be a change in strategy from the administration to tackle it? I think that what we have what we have been able to do uh, again, more individuals encountered, yes, at the border, uh, and with who, those without a, a legal process who remain are removed and expelled this year more than any other year. Uh, so you have seen how uh, how historic the numbers have been, and, and make sure that we are expelling. She just talked about a change in strategy. God. 
Everything's historic with these people. Uh, folks, but here's the thing, you know, and we have said this many times, uh, there is, we have solutions. We have brought solutions on day one of this administration. What? What are you talking about? There are no solutions. You created the problem. Well, there are solutions, but you don't want them. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's the bottom line. You don't want them. The president has been very clear. He put forth an God. immigration, a comprehensive immigration bill, piece of legislation. And uh, and and what we would like to see is Republicans uh, decide to come to the table and help us deal with a, a really systemic problem that we have seen for decades. Oh, my gosh, man. Okay. Uh, when it comes to our immigration system, which, by the way, was actually mismanaged and dis decimated by the last administration. Okay. No one with a working brain believes that. No. Uh, what, what part of historic crisis right, don't you understand? Right. Yes. I mean, there have been a lot of people who have kicked the can down the road for decades mm -hmm. when it comes to border security, when it comes to the immigration programs that we offer in this country. That's absolutely true. That's not why we're seeing what we're seeing. No, because the message was sent. Why do you think all these people were wearing Biden shirts when they came in early in 2021? The message was out. The border is open. They kept saying, no, it's not. And it's like this game where you'll have, you know, Department of Homeland Security go before Congress. And there's Mayorkas again. He has no answers to any questions that the border, the border is secure as millions of people pour in we don't know who they are we all know this story and they just keep doing it and you know you're just a regular person going to work every day and you're out of your mind going how can we just allow this to happen and you know it's by design and it's destroying the country this can't keep going on because you know what's going to happen sooner or later. People are going to take it into their own hands if you don't do it. If you don't do what you're supposed to do. That's what happens. And I mean it. I mean, it, can anyone put up an argument why Biden should not be impeached for this? You should be impeached. You should lose your job. Nobody loses You're not their fulfilling job. the role of a president to protect mm -hmm. the border. The amazing thing is no one has lost their job. I they mean, don't because they're doing what's designed to do for the people that been, are really working on this. There hasn't even been a fallen sword type of moment no. with anybody. Because it's this attitude of what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do about yeah. it. And that's when people get really frustrated. Wow. All right, David, where do you want to go next? Oh, you had some audio from the cows on the view. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is fresh. Yeah. Um Apparently, they were talking about the next presidential election. And you got a couple of maybe one conservative, uh, maybe someone in that's jumping in talking about a Nikki Haley. Someone else mentioned Liz Cheney. And I'm like, that can't be the conservative on that show, is it? No. Um, but what you'll hear is Sonny Hostin uh, go after Nikki Haley a little bit as this unfolds. Listen. I think we've got some if they're willing to challenge Trump. I'd love to see Nikki Haley. I'd love to see Liz Cheney. I'd love to see and Nikki Chris Haley, the chameleon and, and Liz Cheney. Flip -flop. I disagree. I think I think I think that Nikki Haley is incredibly effective governor of South Carolina. Wait, Alyssa, I have a question because for you. Aside from Ron DeSantis. A lot, of, a lot of people don't go by their actual real what name. What is her name? 
it, I believe it's, uh, I don't want to mispronounce it. It's, it's Indian, but she, she's but her background's she Indian. She doesn't necessarily, you know, I think if she leaned into. A ton of people don't, don't go by their but color. A, 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 wait, a serious different. question. A, okay. God. Isn't that tough to hear? It's making my so. brain hurt. I know. Just That's why I said I have this. I don't know if you want to do it. Yeah. Just, all right, I'm going to blame David. He said it sounds like it could be fun. Well, well so that's the, so that's Sonny Hostin calling yeah. her like the chameleon because Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki is actually her middle name. We've been it through is. this before. That is actually yes. an Indian name. Uh, her first name is Nimrata. Yes. But she goes by Nikki. Uh, well, and, she changed her last name. Oh, yeah, she married Michael Haley. Yeah, she got married, so that's kind of how that works. And uh, so, and I, We have two people on this show that go by, go by the middle name. name. My first I have name's, since birth. Yeah. My first name's Haji. <laughs> <laughs> Haji Robbins, yes. Yeah. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue the same way that Scott no, Robbins really does. does. Right, exactly. No, um, but the best part of this, you know, what you've endured so far, the payoff is coming because Sonny gets put in her place a little bit. It's going to take a few seconds to get there, so be patient. Okay, Scott? Uh, yeah. But, so, it's fake. Just real quick, because the Nikki Haley conversation came yeah. up. So, Nikki Haley's gone by Nikki since she was a child. It's mm -hmm. documented in high school. I wouldn't be shocked that as somebody, an Indian woman growing up in South Carolina at that time, she actually did to avoid prejudice. So, I just want to be careful about critiquing yeah, her there, for going by the There, some, there are some of by. us that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity so that we can pass. Sonny, so I don't that think that's fair. You go by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be the one to say it. Most <laughs> Americans can't pronounce it. Uh oh. Yeah. Sonny, you go by a different name. Yeah, her, her actual name is Asuncion. Yes. Yes. Fair. You go by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be the one to say because it. Most <laughs> Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the under-education. Oh, God <laughs> Jeez. Just not smart enough to figure your name out. Just lack the education. My name is so, so smart. That's so great. God, is that I arrogant. Could, I could Jeez. see very close to the tipping point, and then oh, boom, there went Rob. That is so arrogant. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. We're just too stupid. I got Lack go of education in America. That's it. It's the lack of education. Oh, do you People aren't smart like me. Well, her, well the, it's not just that. I mean, so Sonny Hostin is actually Asuncion Hostin. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is Karen Elaine Johnson. Yeah, Karen Johnson. <laughs> Not Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Joy Behar's first name is Josephine. Who are we running go. from now? She changed her name! Not smart enough to say Josephine. Most <laughs> Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the under-education. Okay, that's enough. That's really, Sipping. really, really there you go. disgusting. There you go. Okay. What do you want next? You want Don Lemon getting owned? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's one of the best, man. It really yeah. is. I don't even know if we have time to flesh this out right now. Okay. We, we will get to the Don Lemon. I'll tell you this real quick. And it, I think you were both somewhat intrigued when I brought up this little piece that people put together for... <laughs> Things that your kids do that drive you crazy. It's like things that parents secretly hate about their kids. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because it sounds like, oh, man, what, what parent couldn't, you know, relate to that on, in some way? But I got to tell you, you go through it, and you feel like the people that wrote it were just insufferable. I'll give you an example. It's from BuzzFeed, so that probably figures. Mm -hmm. 
the mindless playing. I just hate when you they want you to play with their dolls or action figures with them, and you have to fake like you're having a really fun time. I just hate that. I did that a hundred thousand times. Well, that's called being a parent and spending quality time. I yeah, love. Yeah, I mean, little games that my my three year old makes up. It's fun. You get to jump into their world for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm imagination. Playing. Yeah, played all those games. But the kids make work harder. Whether you're at home or in an office, it just interferes. Oh, God. Your weekends are ruined. Can't sleep in. Well, they don't have kids. Stop it. <laughs> the cute milestones make things harder. Like, they can talk. That's great. But now they'll never shut up. Or they can walk, but now I can never sit down. And then you have to be nice to them when you're in a bad mood. And they make such a mess. Your child, for God's sake. And there's all the extra cooking. And then you work all day and you have to go to a play or a band recital. You just don't have enough free time. Ugh. And how touchy-feely kids can be. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, they, yeah, they want hugs and stuff. Gross. <laughs> That's what it says. I know. <laughs> so you're intrigued by the title and you get halfway through and you're like, you're a miserable person. You're the, yeah. one of the worst. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We all agree with that. Good. All right. I feel the same way about you when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> Don Lemon getting owned is something. What? Man, there's a lot of distraction going on. All of a sudden, I'm like, what? What's going on? Yeah, the Don Lemon thing. You want to hear this? Oh, you haven't heard it? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's coming up next. Robbins, let's talk reparations. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Don Lemon's on it. Yeah, gotcha. Question here. I, huh? I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, it's a thing. Oh, I, I, oh yeah. I, I don't. I don't think I remember. I, re- I remember here so, asking for reparations, but I don't remember that. So here, from- here's the setup. It is in the UK, and it, yeah, yeah, it's been going on for quite some time. But wow. with the Queen's death, especially, you're talking about all the wealth. You're talking about people playing musical chairs with the different roles and whatnot. And some activists are saying, "Well, now's the time to uh, pay reparations for slavery and colonialism." Uh, well, Don Lemon from CNN, he was in London for the Queen's funeral, and he was interviewing a royal commentator named Hillary Fordwich, and he brought up the idea of reparations. Like, this is something that's got to get done, right? This is the gotcha. Yeah. You have the, those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism, and they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back, and uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are... You know, you have all of this vast wealth. Those are legitimate concerns. Legit, you say? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Legitimate. Yeah. And then here's the takedown for the ages here. Yeah. I don't think she thinks it's legit. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery 
Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages. Holy smokes. <laughs> Finish him. Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. Wow. What's that, Don? Dang. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It is. And he's bowing out of that conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the sound of the back of the hand, we'll go to break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, just so you know, as far as local banks, community banks, the future. Yeah. Kamala Harris is on it. It's important. What? If you want to hear the word community five times in 13 seconds... David Van Camp gave us this gift Not earlier today again. from Kamala Harris. So we invested an additional $12 billion into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity of community. Fantastic. She's already figured out root causes, now on to community. And Obama's former economist, David, talks about Biden... Oil, gas. Oh, yeah. Well, it is Larry Summers, who has been very outspoken about the absolutely crazy policies that Joe Biden has put in place, especially in a time when you've got inflation all over the world running amok. And he said it's actually insane that we're not investing in oil pipelines right now. Yes. It's kind of insane that we have trucks and trains carrying oil all over this country rather than constructing pipelines which would permit accessing more resources, cheaper, safer transmission. Yes! And we're selling our reserves to China. Yep. We're at historically low levels. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just like the way he says that in the nicest way possible. It's kind of insane. <laughs> it's kind it of insane. Yes, it is. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Big story of the day, David. Uh, big story of the day is that the uh, sheriff of Bayer County, Texas, is now investigating uh, or has opened a criminal investigation into the governor of Florida <laughs> for taking migrants from his county over to uh, Martha's Vineyard. And he says that that could be tantamount to human trafficking. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I wish someone would Prove traffic that. me. I mean, yeah. if it means yeah. going to a sweet vacation spot. Stephen Colbert said that it's kidnapping. <laughs> he just said it in a sentence like, okay. yeah, well, yeah, that was kidnapping. Okay, got a news update coming up. You know what else, Scott Robbins? You are ready to go off, aren't you? Yeah. The Scott Robbins top three stories of the day. The trifecta next right here. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins you know i want to play a 10 second clip because i think it says a lot 
And this was CBS doing a story about the 60 Minutes interview with Joe Biden mm-hmm. that was a disaster. And you think about the different concerns that the American people may have right now. Yeah. Okay. What was the lead as far as CBS was concerned last night? Fallout tonight after President Biden's interview with 60 Minutes. Comments he made about the pandemic led stocks of three COVID vaccine makers to plunge. Uh-oh. Shares falling as much as 9%. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports from the White House. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the biggest thing, though, okay? Uh, it is to them. Yeah, that's pathetic, man. I mean, the biggest thing is that, to me at least, with what their own reporter led with in the 60 Minutes piece was about the economy. And Joe Biden was basically making the case that 8.3% inflation wasn't that big of a deal because month to month it was up, quote unquote, just an inch. Right. Which 0.1% increase month to month is not just an inch. Not at all. No, not when you look at the levels of inflation that we're already dealing with. such a joke. It's just... Well, you have a lot of these people now just calling it a recession. They're not even shying away from it. You know, for a while there, we were getting this new definition of recession. No, this is where we're at. And this awful case of Joe saying that the pandemic is over. And then the the shares of Pfizer plunged. No. Plus, this is how we got our power. Yeah. As far as politicians, media, with COVID. And now you're saying it's over? Oh, no, no, no. It's not over. And that's why there was a lot of damage control being done yesterday and still today. Well, Science has only begotten son. Anthony Fauci has come out and said, "Well, look, I, I mean, uh, 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 how we are, we are not where we need to be with the pandemic." Okay, dude, you don't have a seat at the table anymore, right? At least for most reasonable people. I suppose with a few, they still look oh. up to him and you know well, want to get his take on whatever. He, but if you are, you're not following what's really happening. He's got a seat at the table, but they took away his booster. So so you can only see, like, the top of his forehead when you're sitting across from him at the table. So, Yes. Dancing with the Stars has got to be around the corner. With Fauci? Yeah, and he'll do the first part of the dance with a mask on, and then he'll dramatically rip it off for the second part. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I mean, the guy's only, like, three feet tall. He'll get trampled to death by some of those dancers. <laughs> That's true. They are. Larger people. Yeah. It's like throwing a corgi on stage during river dance, okay? <laughs> and then all this nonsense, still the fallout from Martha's Vineyard has been really something to watch. A lot of fun, actually. All right, Robin, are you ready for your yeah, big three go. of the day? Let's do this. Oh, hang on one. Hang on. Oh, are you late. ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. No, I have that. I'm calling an audible on number three, David. Okay. All right. We're going to go with the most bizarre political out of 2022 instead. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think Casey's ready. Yeah, I'm go. Casey. Casey. Yeah, we know. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Go. Scott Robbins, top three of yeah, the day. Three. Go. So number three is the most bizarre political ad of 2022. Yeah, this one is uh, particular. This is really strange. This woman's name is Linda Paulson. She's a Republican grandma who's seeking office in Utah's 12th Senate district. And this is her ad for people to vote for her and get out the vote. Hey, you 
Utah District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. My name is Linda Paulson, Republican and awesome. Love God and family and the Constitution. I tried to get another conservative to run. Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I'm pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police. The right to bear arms and the right to free speech. I want less government. Control and regulation want to stop and expose all political corruption. Where is integrity, morality, accountability? Okay. Government. She's probably going to lose, by the way, but there you go. Great ad, though. (laughs) What? This is the trifecta. This is your top three of the day. I don't know what you want me to say. I was told if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything. I don't know what you want me to say. I think it's great. (laughs) Thank you, It's terrible. All right, it's it's terrible, dude. This is this is the thing. Okay, hold on, man. Maybe is it different if I see it than just hear it? No, not really. (laughs) It's it's bad. District twelve needs a choice. I already heard it, Scott. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I know it's your bit, but we can only take so much. I was it's waiting. bad. Someone needs to say this isn't good. This this is really bad. <laughs> this is all it's not going to appeal to people. Well, they got a grandma dancing and she's rapping. You know, no, it's, there's no political consultant for uh, for a state house or a state senate race. I mean, you think there'd be somebody advising? I understand, but there's someone with a clue that knows that that's no good. That needs to pull her aside and say, "Listen, <laughs> I love you. I got to tell you, this isn't going to work. This is really bad." This is so mockable. Don't I do it. I, I love it. It's already my ringtone. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with David on that one. I'm sorry, but yeah, I downloaded it. It's in my iTunes now. Okay, let's just keep an eye on it and see if she wins. All right, I'm just saying. Linda that's Paulson, the... keep an eye on it. Because if she wins, you know, that will trigger more of this. I want her to win. That's just it. I just don't think it's an effective ad. That's all. We're getting closer and closer to number one. <laughs> Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three stories of the day. Yeah. Two. Uh, speaking of ads, there is a new ad celebrating Ron DeSantis's uh, contribution to diversity on Martha's Vineyard. I think we all can agree we love this one. Yeah, I, I brought this one to the table. You did. It's very good. A genius political ad. It's promoting Ron DeSantis and his contributions to diversity, as David said, in Martha's Vineyard. And as sarcastic as it is, it's also very funny. Here we go. The fight for racial equity unites everyone on Martha's Vineyard. That's why Islanders were so welcoming when Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent migrants to diversify Martha's Vineyard and bring some equity to America's most exclusive enclave. But then Governor Charlie Baker sent in the National Guard to whisk away these immigrants and remove them from the island. That's wrong, and it's not fair. Call Governor Baker. Tell Baker to stop removing migrants from Martha's Vineyard and demand Florida send more instead. <laughs> That's really good. That's so good. Yes. yes. That's so that. good. Yes. All right. So you tell me it would have been better if you would have wrapped it? <laughs> now, on with the countdown. Hey. Scott Robbins trifecta, top yeah. three stories of the day, yeah, yeah, up yeah. to number one. Uh, number one, speaking of Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, apparently he's uh, got a special delivery for Joe Biden. Uh, well, yeah, because the word is, and again, I don't have an f- official count on this one yet, but the word is that the uh, migrants, there is a plane leaving again from Florida that's going to be ending up on the doorstep of Joe Biden and his home. 
Uh, and I, I don't have verification of this yet. It was just on the charter for the plane that they were going to be leaving and that they were going to be landing uh, somewhere in near Joe Biden's compound. So we're still waiting to hear, get confirmed confirmation on that. But this is the this is the. I, this is the topping on the on the uh, top of the cake, though, right? This is the beachfront this, Delaware the, property. Uh, the, yes, in Delaware, the beachfront property, and they were going to land them as close as they could, and hopefully Joe will, of course, open things up and let them come on in. I love it. This is this is this chess game is going to be played for a long time now, and this may be just the thing that turns the tide. Well. You know, it's not just where they're going to send people, because I think that's great. We talked about that place. We talked about the Hamptons and Aspen, all these different places where rich liberals always talk about how they want diversity and they want to help the most needy until they show up on their doorstep. And then, oh, no, where's the National Guard to get them out of here? Yeah. And then pat themselves on the back. We were changed yeah. by these people for 24 hours. God, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Left indelible the, mark. The tr- yes. Yeah. Indelible mark. Yeah. We were changed forever. Yes. But <laughs> I, and I heard uh, Victor Davis Hanson talking about this, I think, saying, you know, maybe there's going to be a movement for all these people talking about green energy held accountable to say, hey, you can't fly a private jet ever again. You can't do this. So anything that you're going to, you know, virtue signal over, hold them accountable to show them for the hypocrites they are. Yeah. I love that idea. I like the Babylon Bee headline on this. Martha's Vineyard takes revenge on DeSantis by shipping him 50 Karens. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. (laughs) The Scott Robbins trifecta. Gosh dang it, that's so much fun. Yes, that's... That's very good. I can't wait for him to come to Delaware. It's been a rough few days for Karine Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, um, trying to answer these questions about the border. It is still amazing to me that even though it was a debacle interview that Joe Biden had with 60 Minutes and Scott Pelley, Pelley didn't even bring up the border. Nope. Well, that that we know of. Oh, because it may have been cut. Yeah. We just don't know. Yeah, you got to realize, too, this was the best they had of Joe Biden, what they ran. Well, and part of it is, too, they may know Joe's not going to run again. We got to make sure that Joe doesn't run again. We're going to help in that effort because it's got to be new blood for 2024. It can't be him. It can't be Kamala. It's going to be wide open. And Gavin Newsom wants to be a part of that. Um, but, I mean, Karine Jean-Pierre trying to answer these questions about the border. And again, it. <laughs> it's just a rough time, what man. What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that... Um, uh, to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed uh, or expelled. But the new talking point, as David has pointed out today, is that the problem is it's it's not the Northern Triangle countries. It's all these other countries. Yeah. And it's, did she say Nicaragua? Yeah. Is that how like she, that. Uh, when it comes to our immigration system, which, by the way. Yeah, we'll get to the whole clip. She calls it Nicaragua. Wagua? Yes, I think so. 
Um, but she's asked about this, maybe a tra- change in strategy since you have people coming in from uh, different parts of the world now. Is that a sign that there needs to be a change in strategy from the administration to tackle it? I think that what we have, uh, the, what we have been able to do, uh, again, more individuals encountered, yes, at the border, uh, and with who, those without a, a legal process who remain are removed and expelled this year more than any other year. Uh, so you That's have not what she's how, talking uh, about. How historic the numbers have been and, and make sure that we are expelling uh, folks. But here's the thing, you know, and we have said this many times. It's like you're in the car, you want to hear a particular song, you are looking, you're scrolling, you, you touch it on your phone, and you hit the wrong one. That's what it feels like this reporter's asking a question, and she feels like she hit the wrong button. Did you hear what I just said? I asked about a strategy. You're giving me a different response here. Uh, there is. We have solutions. We have brought solutions on day one of this administration. The president has been very clear. He put forth an immigration, the look on Robin's immigration face. bill, piece of legislation. And, uh, and, and what, what we would like to see is Republicans... Uh, decide to come to the table yeah it's a republican's fault would they just come to the table from day one they just come to the table we we've known since day one how to fix this and we'll talk about nicaragua and and more uh, in a few with the news update and then of course we have nimrods in the news to get to coming up Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Nick Wagwa, Venezuela. Yeah, that, that's what we're talking about. It's, yeah. it's the, new, the reason we have a problem at the border yeah. isn't the Northern Triangle. It's Nick Wagwa, Venezuela, and Cuba is up by 121%. So there is a change <laughs> yeah. in the pattern yeah. uh, that we have seen most recently. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Nick Awagwa is actually the new middle linebacker for the University of Tennessee. Oh yes, yes. The player, yeah, probably going to be all conference. His probably. first name is Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be hearing this for a while. That this is the issue with the border. Mm-hmm. But again, man, it's a step in the right direction because we're saying there's something wrong at the border. It's not secure, obviously, or we wouldn't have a problem. So they're admitting that. Okay. And now we're going to have more migrants coming into Delaware, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So we'll be following that. Joe Biden's yeah. backyard, yeah. And what is this sad story, David, oh, that you man. just saw? Uh, a small town in North Dakota, McHenry, North Dakota. Uh, apparently a guy, 41-year-old Shannon Brandt, uh, ran down an 18-year-old named Kaylor Ellingson over a political dispute. There were, I mean, it was oh the middle of the night on Sunday. I mean, you're talking like 2.30 in the morning. And there had been a party as the party was breaking up. Uh, this 18-year-old is walking home. And uh, the 41-year-old, Shannon Brandt, was following him and then evidently ran him over. Uh, killed this 18-year-old because he told the police, according to the report from local media, that uh, he thought the kid was an extremist Republican. Oh, boy. So you know what needs to happen next? Well, president needs to tone down the rhetoric. 
Well, yeah, he just got an 18-year-old killed. Now your Republicans are destroying America. They're a threat to our democracy. That's what he said. Yes. Well, MAGA Republicans. Well, exactly who is that? We don't know. Over 70 million people. Yeah. 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 The great unifier, Joe Biden. With that, we go to Nimrod's. Roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Start of Missouri. 51-year-old guy there. Jeremy Garnier. was arrested a while back after he dressed up as the Joker. Livestream threats to bomb and kill people. Hmm. That's a laugher, isn't it? Mm. He said, just a prank. I was talking like the Joker. I was in character. Everybody knew it was a joke. I had no intentions of following through with a threat. But cops took it seriously, you can imagine. He was initially charged with a felony, but it was reduced to a misdemeanor charge of making a terrorist threat. Sentenced to 60 days in jail. Uh, This isn't his first brush with the law. Previously served more than 20 years for robbing a credit union in the 80s. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> I, just, I thought it'd be funny to dress up with the Joker and make threats. <laughs> Good what? And that's Nimrod's in the news.